You're tuned into Toby Talks, Conference and Networking Edition. Anesthesia and Anecdotes, presented by the Ohanu and Allen Foundation. I am so excited to have the ladies of Ohanu and Allen Foundation on the mic. Well, let's go ahead and hop into this conversation. I want you ladies to tell me, how did you even get into the field of nursing, first of all? Because, I mean, where you guys are doing now is amazing, but I kind of want to hear about your journey. How'd you get here? Yeah, uh, so I'll start. Um, my name is Aisha Allen, for those who do not know. I am originally from Virginia, went to undergrad at Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia. And I actually didn't know, go into school knowing that I wanted to be a nurse. I actually started out doing marketing because I wanted to be an advertiser and do that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I think, yeah, I think it was 2008, I saw a bunch of people that I knew had graduated and they weren't doing too well, you know, with the jobs that they had wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I wanted something really, really steady. Mm. And in high school, I did a lot of athletic training. And I was just, you know, researching things in the medical field. And I found ECU School of Nursing um, over the winter break. It was after my first um, semester at, at college. And mm-hmm. I had a great GPA. It was two days before the deadline. And I applied and I got in. And so that started my nursing journey. And then um, I kind of during that like research process, I was like, what else can I do with this? What are the next steps? Because I'm probably going to go to grad school. And mm-hmm. I found nurse anesthesia. And so that kind of like really affirmed my choice in nursing. And then from then on, I knew that I wanted to do nurse anesthesia. Um, so I kind of kept that in my mind. And um, every step that I took, every internship, every little thing, I had that in the back of my mind. And I'm now here at Duke University. I have two more months left. I graduate in August. Ooh, ooh. And then I'll be going into the air. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's been a long three years. Congratulations. I'll be going into the Air Force. That is oh, thank awesome. You. Like, thank so you. I kind of wanted to kind of table back on that uh, when you said that you uh, you decided that you wanted to go into uh, nursing um, anesthetist. Did you know that that was a part of a career option when you were in your undergrad doing nursing? Um, I knew when I like researched it, like from okay. the beginning, I didn't know about it at all before that, but you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a planner. So I was looking at where else can I go? And at like the only things that I saw was nurse practitioner and nurse anesthetist. And then I was like, you know what, uh, let's go for anesthesia. That sounds cool. I like science. Um, and that's kind of where it stuck. Man, that's what's up. Now, Angie, we we have had a pleasure of having you on the mic. But for those who have not had the opportunity to hear your interview and um, your story, tell me how you became a nurse anesthetist. So for those who don't know, I'm Angie Ohanu. I'm also known as Fisha Angie on Instagram. And so I went to high school and then I met a nurse practitioner and so that motivated me to, me to want to become a nurse. So I went to Georgia State University where I received my BSN and graduated in 2013. Um, and at that time, I was encouraged to look into nurse anesthesia. And at that point, I started positioning myself into the pediatric intensive care unit because um, I knew I didn't want to do adults, but I still want to go to CRNA school. And that was my ICU experience prior to starting my master's in nurse anesthesia, where I graduated from Augusta University in um, December of 2017. So I've been practicing now for a little over a year in the Atlanta area. Um, and I love it. I do. I work at Level 1 Trauma Center, so I do a little bit of everything, um, pediatrics, obstetrics, um, adults, and a vast majority of specialties. Um, I don't prefer to do OB, but it's something that I am grateful for that is part of my uh, training. And now, um, it's so crazy because if it wasn't for feeling like I didn't see myself represented in the profession 
I would have never went on Instagram, which is actually how me and Aisha met. Yes, and that's exactly what I want us to hop into because, of course, <laughs> being millennials, there's always this backlash that we're always on social media and we're not connecting. But uh, apparently, this black girl magic and this dopeness started <laughs> off of social media. So tell me how you guys connected like that. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I didn't tell you this, Andy, but literally for the last like 20 minutes, I was scrolling through our Instagram messages. It took forever, obviously. Um, I was trying to find <laughs> our first message that we sent, or like how we first connected. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> um, but the, I don't know if it was deleted, but the first one I could see was in February of 2018. I think we kind of like, Ooh. we definitely probably exchanged messages and like comments before we started trolling, you know, each other. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Um, we kind of just connected probably in someone's comment section. And then we would like send videos and stuff that I can influence each other and like comment and like just hype each other up, like over like the little yes. things. Like, your eyelashes mm. cute. Like, just right. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That black girl yeah. magic on social media when you just be motivating each other, like, girl, yes, look at them brows. Slay. Yeah. That's like, that was such a, I love that. I love that's how you guys even connected. So, how, what brought you guys? To the point where I mean, y'all have started this amazing foundation, and y'all doing anesthesia and anecdotes all through the cities. How did y'all get to that point? Well, it's funny you asked that. So, like Aisha was saying, we started just communicating via social media, and then we ended up exchanging numbers. I think it got to the point where both of our individual brands were getting were growing, and so I think we were taking longer to respond. And so we're like, hey, let's just exchange numbers. And it kind of continued via that way. And then we finally met in, I want to say, was it April of 2018 in person at an anesthesia conference? And mm -hmm. it was like, OMG, Aisha, this is dope. And she is online in person. I was like, oh, yeah, she's going to be my girl for life. And that was, <laughs> I feel like at that point, we kind of knew, like, we wanted to probably do something together. But we both had shared with each other that we were really passionate about wanting to create a scholarship. Mm -hmm. And we kept talking about it. And then eventually, I think we were just talking like, well, let's just do it. Why not? Like, what's stopping us? I love the story behind this because it's not like, oh, my gosh, y'all were like BFF for like 10, five years. But this is something that the passion of nursing, the passion of being a nurse anesthetist brought you guys together to actually want to do something for the community. So what was it that brought you guys to want to do a scholarship? Was it a lack of seeing scholarship for um, this profession? Or was it a lack of just seeing women of color with scholarships? What drove you guys to come together and say, you know what, we need to start giving back to our, um, our community and that community of nursing and we want to do this scholarship? What was the, the thought process behind that? Because it seemed like both of you guys had that passion. But, you know, what, how did you know that this was the right path that you guys wanted to take? Take it away, Angie. <laughs> So, um, I would, I would say that my, so my personal journey with it was that when I was in school, my husband and I really struggled financially, um, to be able to go through, we were a year apart. So with that, while you're in nurse anesthesia school, most schools do not allow you to work. If people mm. do work, they work PRN. And so that's not really enough to sustain someone's lifestyle or minimal bills. And wow. so for us, we had times where we came home where we had no power on. I'm in our apartment and we almost got our car repossessed. Mm. And so that really kind of changed me to recognize the need for more scholarships, um, particularly in nursing anesthesia, because there's just very limited options. You generally will have some through the schools, but you can't go out and let's say go on fastweb.com or a lot of other websites where you just say, hey, 
there are these scholarships for advanced practice degrees, and it's specifically for nurse anesthesia. There's just not very many. Um, and you're going to acquire over generally over $100,000 in educational debt trying to return your either master's or your doctorate in nursing wow. anesthesia. And, like, me personally, like, depending on what school you go to, my first year alone at Duke University was $100,000. Oh. And, Hold yeah. on. Let me take and, my wig off. That's that's a lot. <laughs> Let me put this. Yeah, it's, it's, wow. It's rough. Like, I cringe. But, you know, wow. like, so what I have done to help me pay for school was join the military, the Air Force. And not everybody can do that. Not everybody wants that. They have a family. They have other options. Um, and so why it worked for me through the HPSC program, for those who don't know, it's called the Health Professional Scholarship Program. So set up. Um, if the military doesn't work for you, we want it to be a little bit more accessible and just right in your face. Here's the scholarship. That's for you. It's not that difficult to apply. There's no games, no strings. We just want to give you money. You know what? Y'all, let me put my way back on her. Um, <laughs> I am like when I and I'm a champion for black girl magic and I'm a champion for supporting and encouraging each other. But the fact that you guys saw a problem and you're sharing your true life stories, because a lot of times and, you know, I say this a lot. We do have a lot of nurses of Instagram where it's just, you know, you take a little Mm -hmm. purchase with some Starbucks and a cute little scrub and that's about it, you know, and we're not really seeing a lot of nurses that are being impactful and powerful on social media, but doing something outside of social media. And what you guys are doing by even like coming together and talking about your struggles while you were in this, I had no idea that's how much it costs for grad. First of all, that's a lot. But knowing Mm -hmm. that from this problem, you guys wanted to find a solution to help people get into the program and at least pay for some of their um, some of their fees because nursing school is expensive. I thought undergrad was expensive. Hearing how expensive for a uh, graduate program, an advanced practice program, it is mind-blowing. So I just want to commend you ladies so much for doing this. Like, that is amazing. So are there Thank any so kind of... Oh, psh, girl, yes. All day. All day. <laughs> Snaps. Um, are there any requirements, or how can people find out um, more about the uh, the Ohanwu and uh, Allen Foundation? Like, do they need to apply through the website? Like, can you share more about how to actually find out more? And for those who are interested in wanting to apply for the scholarship, what do they need to do? Um, so the website, our website we have is Ohanu and Allen Foundation, which is O-H-A-N-U-A-L-L-E-N foundation.org. And on there, we have a link to where it says apply for the application. And so at that point, the application deadline, we've actually extended it to July 1st. So that way people have more time to apply because unfortunately, their scholarships are out there like us for anesthesia, but people aren't applying as much as we would like them to. So we really want people to get this money that we've taken the time and people are donating money for because it's so expensive and all you have to do is apply. I'll let Aisha explain the requirements for our application. Yeah. So we have, like, the requirements are very bare bones, essentially. Um, obviously, we'll ask the information about you, where you go to school, um, what type of program you have, and just like a quick um, multiple choice questionnaire. We're asking for your transcript. We're asking um, for you to make sure that you're matriculating, at least matriculating to start, or you're already in nursing school, or mm-hmm. nursing school, excuse me. Um, but one of the different things that people wanted to do is you did not want to have like a kind of boring personal statement. We did away with that. And so the one big thing that we're really proud of and excited is that we are doing a video um, attachment for the scholarship. Um, And we're not sharing the videos right now. The winners um, of the scholarship 
those videos will be shared. Um, so we're asking you to answer two questions that are prompted. They're on the website. And that's really, that's, that's the personal, as personal as it gets as far as personal statement. So I just wanted to do something different. Thank you. Can I just say thank you? Because I'm sick and tired. When I was in nursing school, having to sit here and, and draft like two, three pages of the same scholarship and then not get them. Like, first of all, that's disrespectful. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, that's my time wasted in nursing school trying to apply and write this whole journal article about my life and then not get it. So I appreciate you guys that you're thinking outside the box, letting people take time to do video. And that's literally, that's the social media life we live in. Everybody's on Instagram video. So it's not really hard to sit down and do a video of, of your, you know, your passion and why you you know you would benefit from this financial help um and i'm i'm so glad that you guys are actually sharing this um because i know there's a lot of other organizations out there that are looking for um foundations like this to donate to so for those organizations that are looking to donate to exactly the cause of what you're doing and believe in it is it is how would they reach you as well is it through your website uh, you can reach yeah. us to the website or you can just email us directly um at ohanio allen foundation at gmail.com um, all the emails, though, and links are on the website, or you can reach out to us on Instagram. Mine is Aisha SRNA, Aisha Angie's, and then OA Foundation on Instagram as well. Yes, and I and I really want to make sure that you guys know how to donate because we're fear in this in this change of healthcare and transformation of health, but we're not seeing a lot of minorities reflected in a lot of these positions as well. So I think it's beautiful that you guys are doing this and I wish and I hope that um, listeners are knowing exactly where to come to you guys to donate so you can encourage more nurses in this, um, in this profession to be more diverse, you know, to see more of our representation in our hospitals and in our clinics and within our community. But um, I definitely, definitely want to go ahead and hop into this amazing event you guys got going on please tell me what is anesthesia and antidotes because i heard y'all were turning up in atlanta and i want to know what that's about <laughs> wow so anesthesia and antidotes is an event that the ohanu and allen foundation also we we're abbreviated called oas we put this event on it's a means for us to be able to raise money for our scholarship program but it's also an event that we utilize for professional networking information that will help educate, empower, and expose people who are aspiring into nursing anesthesia and know more about the profession as a whole. But also, too, because me and Aisha are minority women, we also seek to show that we can be in this position so other women and men who are minorities can see that we're out here doing this, and you can be just as successful if you take the time to research and find out the research you need to be successful. We've done it. People before us have done it, and people after us will do it, and we're trying to help contribute to that. And we use anesthesia antidotes to be able to provide that to the audience, and we definitely, definitely share all of it across our social media platforms. So it's a fun event. It's, an, it's a formal event. It's also an educating event, and it's an empowering event for people. And I think it's probably the most exciting thing that the OA Foundation puts on, for sure. For sure, yeah. because I heard about like, what you guys were doing, and I was like, what? Hold up. I need this. <laughs> like, y'all are, come on. Go ahead, Aisha. Well, because it's, it's a fun, Angie and I's um, personalities really show through. Like, what you guys see on Instagram and YouTube, like, that's really us, and that's literally what you're going to get when you come to one of our events. There's music, there's drinks, there's food, there's dancing. You know, like, that's just us. Um, but you're going to get the information. And so it's a little, it's a little different than most conferences that are put on 
um, you know, we're all looking cute, you know, we're just having fun, but we don't want people to take it too seriously. We really want you to get something out of it, feel comfortable, feel like you left with something positive, felt uplifted, and that you made some new friends, some new contacts. I appreciate that because uh, for me in a leadership position, I've been to several conferences that are very um, business formal, uptight, dry, the chicken is dry, the food they serve is dry. speaker be dry it just be so serious and by the time you leave you got pamphlets documents and you don't know you don't even you just glad you left like okay well that was cool no you don't take anything back so i am excited that you guys are actually putting on an event that's actually fun where we can dress up we can have a good time but we can also learn so what what would some of the um audience that come to your uh event what would they expect what would they leave with it's diverse we even had we had like nursing students future nurses people who just want to kind of kick it with Angie and I, um, ICU nurses. We even had mothers yes. come with, like, that to me made wow. me feel so good. But, yeah, we had people from California because the event was in Atlanta, that first one. People from California flew away to Atlanta. And, like, it was just such um, such a great atmosphere because Angie and I were kind of nervous because you know, that was our first event. But, you know, as soon as we walked out to Beyonce, like, we knew that we were going to put on this great, <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's Anytime Beyonce is played, it's about to be a turnt event. So oh, it's just that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, but you guys, like Angie said earlier, you're going to get the education. We're going to tell you, you know, the steps that we took to get into anesthesia school. Or I'm going to tell you my ups and downs in anesthesia school because, mm-hmm. you know, nothing is perfect. Yes. Um, we're going to talk to you about the money and, you know, the hardships of money and how to stand out with your interview and your application. Um, and then we're going to do awesome Q&A where you guys can just ask any questions that you want, you know, hair, skin, nails, you know, school, whatever. And see, I'm so and we're glad also- you guys are doing that. Yes, go ahead, Angie, go ahead. I'm too lit. I'm, like, excited. I can't stop moving. <laughs> no, and we're going to – and the big thing, too, I think, for people is we really wanted to – we always take the time to really explain the difference between primary sources and people's opinions versus facts. Um, and I think that's the one thing yeah. that created the need for anesthesia and antidotes because people come to me and I show all the time, like, oh, I was told this and I was told that. I'm like, but did you take the time to actually research and to find out if there's truth in this? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes people say things either intentionally or unintentionally and actually will deter people from being able to go to want to go to CRNA school because the facts are just wrong. And so we want people to know, one, social media is not a primary source. Mm-hmm. And me and Aisha, we take, we always share our opinion, but we always make sure we delineate between our opinions and our recommendations versus these are the facts and these are the resources you can use to be able to get into school and be successful while in school. And we share a lot of that at our event. And so we take mm-hmm. a lot of time researching stuff. So when we give you the facts, you can take that and you can go and find it somewhere else. And when you share it or ask questions, no, you can pull it back up. It's not just us just saying something. And so that's a big thing, especially for minority students. We have enough hurdles to go over. We don't need opinions that are wrong. We need facts that will let me know how I can better go down this path to make me successful. Preach. A hundred percent, yes. And that actually um, was a conversation I was having with one of my girlfriends about like how that deters, deters minorities um, and uh, people of color from striving for more because they're told something from someone's opinion, like, oh, you can't really do that. Or, oh, like, I remember when we had this conversation, Angie, on our pre- on the previous interview we did about 
how the stereotype or the the traditional thing is, oh, you have to do ICU from three to five years before you can even think yeah. about applying. And then hearing from this fuchsia, amazing woman who did it in a year and got into the program, it was like, wait, what? Hold up. So it's not true. Exactly. Um, and I think exactly. that's very important that you guys are using your platform to to emphasize that, to share the things that no one really wants to share with us, especially, um, I see this a lot in leadership where I don't see a reflection of myself or people of my age. Um, you see those older, right. older, older women um, who are of um, not the minority population or of people of color. And, and then we're told, well, you have to do your dues. You got to be at the bedside for 20 plus years or more before you can see yourself in that kind of administration. <laughs> no. And it's yeah. not true. Um, yeah. so, so I'm glad that you guys are using your platform to, to, uh, to talk about these things and actually shed light on it. So it doesn't stunt people from wanting to reach their goals, but they know that it's possible because they see women like you doing it. It's possible, you know? Yes, 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 yes. I agree, Andy. Like, and now that it's the week of, I'm just like, oh, it's coming. It's for you. I know. And speaking <laughs> of the week of, you guys are coming into one of my favorite cities, Dallas, Texas. And y'all are bringing the anesthesia and antidotes to us. So please, can you guys tell me about the event? Where is it located? How can people even like uh, purchase tickets to go? Because look, I already got mine and I'm going to be in it. I'm going to be turned. So the this version or this edition of the Anesthesia and Anecdotes is in Dallas. Our first event was in Atlanta. Um, this is our second event. Um, we don't know where we're, we're going to be going after this yet. Um, so you got to just get these tickets now while they're there, where you know we're going to be Dallas um, at STIR. In on June eighth, on Saturday, June eighth. <laughs> Turning up, and the time. What time yes. is it going to be? Um, is it going to be in the evening, afternoon? What is the time frame of the actual event? Yeah, so it's from one p.m. to five p.m. We every ticket it has a drink included, um, Ooh, appetizers. Fancy? Yes. Oh, come on. Free drinks on deck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Our audience likes to, you know, we're, we're, we're grown and educated. You know, we like to do right. a little bit of both. <laughs> Thank you. Because let me tell you something. These big conferences with the dry chicken, they don't be having alcohol. So I just like, I appreciate y'all for uh, actually uh, throwing in some things that people actually like to do at conferences and networking. Exactly. And so like we do a little networking, mixing and mingling at the beginning, and then we get into like the workshops and things. Um, so yeah, Saturday, June 8th, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m., Get your tickets on the Eventbrite um, platform. The links can be found on our website, ohanoallenfoundation.org, um, or in all three files that I mentioned earlier, Aisha SRNA, Aisha MG, or OA Foundation on Instagram. Aisha, spell out Aisha SRNA, people who don't know how to spell it. Yeah, yeah so it's A-I-S-H-A. S-R-N-A. Sorry. And then O-A Foundation, O-A-S-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N. Spelling A-1. Wow, girl, spelling A-1, because the way my dyslexia is spelled, I messed that up a long time ago. 
guys, you can also catch um, all this information definitely on tobytodge.com. Um, this podcast will be on there and also access to the tickets. And I will definitely be doing a dope recap. And uh, if you are in the house, definitely find me so you can get on the mic and just tell me about your experience at this event. I'm super excited. And I know you guys are going to have so many more, but y'all are definitely coming to the city of action. Um, it's going to be hot. Y'all so dress accordingly, put on some deodorant. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. The way Texas is set up, it's it's, it's hot compared to California. I've been hearing that. I've been hearing that. And yeah, 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 later. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, it has been an honor to have you on the mic. And usually, I, you know, I, I just my excitement just always be all over the place. But I really want you guys to, um, if you can, just give us a few words of encouragement, inspiration to those who really are trying to get into this profession of being a nurse anesthetist or just even becoming a nurse. And they're, they're seeing a lot of challenges um, to get there or they're a nurse that's burnt out and is like, you know what, I kind of want to give up. Do I have another opportunity in a different field? What kind of inspiration can you give to, uh, to my audience for those people who are in those situations and situations that you guys even faced in real life while in the program? So I will say that there will be people who do not think that you can accomplish something, do not want you to accomplish something. Mm. And I am a person that always says that you can literally do any and everything that you want at any time of the day, mm. any time of the year, any point in your life. Um, you just got to keep going. The most yes. successful people um, are problem solvers. And so yes. that whatever problem comes at them, they just sidestep them and keep moving. Um, that's my biggest advice is to keep moving forward every day. Take a step towards your dream, your goal, whatever it is, and just don't stop. Um, I, honestly, like I would really piggyback off what Aisha said. Um, I'm a big believer of steps and goals to get there. And so if you have a large, let's say, a plan over five years, we're going to break it up into six-month and year-long steps to get there. Mm. And each thing is a small battle to the overall victory of the war. And that's how I think about it. Because let's be honest, right? No war is won with just one battle. Mm. And so every hurdle and every part becoming being a nurse, becoming ICU nurse, and then now going on to CRNA school and actually matriculating through and graduating, those are all those are all different battles. And the final one is actually working as a CRNA, and that's the actual victory. So to me, if you always know that you might lose some, you might have to redo something or even change how you get to it, that's okay. But the goal is to be able to be successful and complete it. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast episode. There were so many gems dropped. But let's be honest, who got time to replay, pause, and write down all that information shared? Shoot, I know I don't. But don't worry, I got you. Download Toby Talks app on Google Play for nursing resources, definitions, and so much more that were mentioned on today's episode. Toby Talk app features show notes that timelines the conversation and lets you click directly to the resource or definition. And it even lets you bookmark the gem for later. Listen, we're too busy learning how to save lives or even saving lives as nurses to deal with a replay button. Toby Talk app is your one-stop shop for podcast episodes and show notes. For more on Toby Talks, like the blogs and videos, go to my website at www.tobytodge.com. And you know I love to hear from you guys, so feel free to slide into my DMs on IG or Facebook and hit me up through email. That's tobytalks at tobytodge.com. Again, that's tobytalks at tobytodge.com. Till next time, I'll be talking to you soon.